you're a woman who's learned to accept and love herself on all levels, mind, body, and spirit. A woman who's looking to experience life filled with peace, love, joy, passion, and fun. A woman that understands she has unlimited capacity to make her life anything she wants. A woman who's inspired to give those around her a sense of gratitude and abundance. A woman who is feeling called to step into her wild feminine power. Then welcome to the Goddess Rediscovered Podcast. Welcome goddesses and gentlemen. Today we're discussing a topic that is near to my heart. It's because it's one of those that I've dealt with for quite some time as well. And the fact that it affects both sexes. That's men and female, for those of you wondering. Uh, and the topic is body dysmorphia. Or I would say the more commonly t- t- uh, known term or the term that's uh, uh, utilized by the Anxiety and Depression Association of America is body dysmorphic disorder or BDD. And what they say is that in this disorder, from a definition perspective, individuals who have it, they think about their real or perceived flaws for hours on each day. They can't control their negative thoughts, and they don't believe people who tell them that they look fine. Their thoughts may cause severe emotional distress and interfere with their daily functioning. They may miss school or work and avoid social situations and isolate themselves, even from family and friends, because they fear others will notice their flaws. And of course, within this dysmorphic disorder or BDD, there are other subtypes. And one of the most common ones and one that I had some trouble with and one that I was facing and looking at was muscle dysmorphia or the preoccupation of having a muscular build, either thinking that my muscles are too small or not not being muscular enough. And obviously it affects men more and we'll get into the reasons why and how. But of course, I think every one of us has heard of body dysmorphia and any related thing around body dysmorphia. I think it's still uh, common enough um, that it's it's prevalent within our current social and cultural uh, institutions as well as uh, within social media as well. Though one of the things that challenged me originally and one of the things that I think about is do we as individuals truly understand what it is? And why is it that mostly women are more affected by it? So when I was doing a bit more research into it, studies showed that BDD affects 1 out of 50 people to about 1 out of 100 people. So that's quite a a large, in my opinion, a large variation. Um, there isn't distinct information out there and there isn't consistent information out there that shows one number or a particular set of numbers. And of course, this all has to do with the population size from a statistical perspective on how they measured it. But it's one out of every 50 to one out of 100 people. So you can kind of get a gist of how many people it's actually affecting out there. And one of the studies that I did uh, look at was the prevalence of body dysmorphic 
disorder in the United States adult population. And from those numbers, they say that an estimated point prevalence of DSM-4 BDD among respondents was 2.5% for women and 2.2% for men. So as you can see, the numbers are very close in terms of both sexes being affected by it. But women slightly higher. Um, and the reason for this is, of course, we kind of got into the whole beauty standards in our previous podcasts as well, too, in the previous episodes. Now, one of the interesting things that really stuck out for me as I was doing more research into it was the numbers actually decrease after about 40, 44 years of age. That's when they started to notice less people kind of reporting BDD or having BDD. And I think that's mainly the reason for that. I think after a certain while or a certain age, you kind of just say, screw it. I don't care how I look or what I look like. Or people are more inclined to accept themselves. They've kind of gotten a point in their life. They're like, fuck it. I accept who I am. I love who I am. And this is who I am. So I, w- I would say those are the two points for me. Or they've actually dealt with it. They had it initially and they're like, I need to solve it. I need to overcome it. This is how I'm going to do it. Um, however they've done that, which must have been a tough challenge, honestly. And as a result of BDD, many of the people who are preoccupied, some of these dysmorphics or dysmorphias, let's say for women, is around their skin, uh, around how smooth it is, maybe in color in some cases, or uh, the shininess and the, the health of it. Other items also include their stomach and weight, as well as body hair as well too. And in some cases... Their breasts, like breast size. And for men, it was more around their muscular stature, uh, as well as a thinning uh, hairline, as well as their genitalia, which I haven't looked into the research on that, but I would attribute that to the increase in uh, porn consumption that's happening within that environment and within that group um, and, and getting those dysmorphias uh, and bringing them more to light of course it's not just limited to that body dysmorphia is a a huge variation of different issues which we'll kind of get into but again as i was kind of looking at these dysmorphias and i was trying to understand it and of course looking at it from my own perspective as well too having gone through it was that there are some common items in which Individuals who have body dysmorphia, they, uh, what they're called delusions of reference. So these people or people in general who have BDD or suffer from BDD, they believe that others are aware of this perceived flaw. That's what the gist of it really comes to. They believe that people are thinking or laughing at them for this flaw, that they may be ugly or repressive, um, and that they don't really matter. From a core concept of it, they believe that they don't matter or that perceived flaw doesn't allow them to be loved or uh, their body is in such a way maybe it's 
they punish themselves as a result of it, uh, such as like self mutilation, which is it, it's not fun. It's not a uh, interest. It's not something that you want to go through in that sense, obviously. And of course, like I mentioned, there's a multitude of factors facing individuals with BDD, and some of these causes are from societal pressures to parental pressures as they were growing up or even as they're older as well too. Um, Self-esteem as a result of maybe bullying or just the environments these individuals grew up in, Um, as well as cultural expectations, which was more, uh, in my case, was a cultural and a societal uh, expectation uh, and that pressure to kind of fit into a prescribed body type Again, we talked about this within the beauty standards, but as well as genetics, genetics can play a key role in how you end up looking and how you're going to look, as well as even the makeups um, of your genetic code and how you end up. Now, this can also lead to chemical imbalances, which can attribute themselves and show up as BDD or body dysmorphia. So again, there's a quite a lot of causes and no single one particular cause is a result of BDD. And it's usually a, a couple of these piled on and having it expressed as BDD for individuals. Now, if I was thinking about it from a holistic perspective, and, and we're, we are a goddess rediscovered podcast here, Individuals who are facing BDD who want to overcome it usually end up going to the doctor or a psychiatrist and are prescribed like uh, anti-anxiety medications or anti-depression medications and maybe a combination of, let's say, cognitive behavioral therapy in which they're subjugated or uh, they're put out into these environments in which their cognition, their idea of being flawed or this perceived flaw is put to the test and using feedback mechanisms that are happening around them, that situation is turned in order for them to feel a little better and hopefully overcome it. Example of this, let's say, let's say social anxiety. Uh, So you would kind of go out in your environment And slowly, let's say, just say hi to people. Your goal would be, I just want to say hi to one person. And then the next day, you would go and say hi to two people. And in some cases, some individuals have some severe social anxiety. And you may not even want to leave the house. So a good way of helping to overcome it is to actually just step across the boundary of your door. That's it. Just step across the boundary of your door. Stand there for about maybe a few seconds to a minute, and then come back. So cognitive behavioral therapy is, is something very um, influential, and it's very effective, I would say. And it's, it's one that I've definitely engaged in and, and utilize. But from a holistic perspective, you definitely want to look at, from a BDD perspective, in receiving healing around, let's say, maybe you were teased when you were younger. And in individuals who were experiencing BDD were teased made fun of and picked on and as a result of that have a perspective around it so you need that perspective change you need some healing you need to heal that inner child Uh, and we'll get more into what that is and how we can accomplish that in another episode that's coming up actually 
And we need to pick that apart because again, BDD isn't a single item. It, it It's a multitude of different factors that are causing this. So like, as I mentioned earlier, one of the things that really affected me from a body dysmorphia perspective was that muscular dysmorphia. Now, have I completely healed it? Not really, no. It kind of creeps in every once in a while as well too of, hey, actually, I'm not big enough. I need to go work out. I need to go diet. And my dieting is very extreme to the point of you don't eat for a couple of days. But of, of course, that now we're kind of doing yo-yos and you're swinging. And I had this and I faced this since high school, I would say. And the reason for that Again, was that society was those cultural expectations and the way I ended up solving it and the way I ended up getting to the point where I am right now and having that healthy boundary and having that self-care and that love for my body and my, for myself was through journaling. I would journal of parts of my body that I liked, parts I didn't like and why. So it's kind of using that CBD approach and as well as going out into society and into environments and paying attention to see if people were actually paying attention to me, were they actually looking at that perceived flaw? And in 99% of the cases, I would say everybody was preoccupied with themselves. So many people were just concerned with how they look and how they are acting and how they're showing up in their life. So, definitely used CBD to help overcome it. And the other piece was I would just hold on to a part of my body that I didn't like, let's say my stomach area. And I would just kind of send it some love from my heart and just accept it and be like, Hey, I love you. Thank you for keeping me safe because I know that's what you've been doing here. You've been keeping me safe all this long, but I don't need it anymore. I can live a healthy and happier life. So this was kind of my approach on how I solved it. And one of the things I did do was I did look out for information. I did research into information, especially from a spiritual perspective. I tried to see if there was any studies or any books. There were a couple books, but they mainly suggested things around like meditation and the concept that you're greater than your body and you're just here for a soul. You're just experiencing this because you're a beautiful soul and you're having this amazing experience. But in my opinion and in my thinking when I was kind of going through these experiences and when I'm looking and understanding different people experiencing this, I'm not sure if it's 100% helpful. Because in order to accept this fact, one has to come to the conclusion that you need to kind of get beyond BDD first. You need to accept yourself and it's really hard to do when you do have BDD and when you've got this perceived flaw. As in, yeah, I have this flaw, so what? And kind of like how I utilize CBT, originally, I looked around the world around me. I looked at, well, has anyone made comments about it? Has it affected my ability to make friends? Which it didn't in both of these cases. Though, again, like I mentioned, some cases this is true because BDD has some other issues that arise with it, such as social anxiety. 
As a result, people can go out and make friends. So perhaps that comment there is true. But kind of getting behind that and getting beyond that. Yes, as a soul, we are having this perspective and this is the path that your soul has chosen. But at the end of the day, I think like with anything, you need to accept it on your own. You need to look at what your perceived flaw is and go out and imagine or even test to see if people are even paying attention to you. And you can just start with a simple journal technique. And I think the work that's currently being done right now today, such as the whole body inclusivity movement, which we talked about in our previous podcast uh, episode, I think this is a great start because now we're getting rid of those social, getting rid of those cultural and hopefully those peer pressure and parental pressures around what an ideal body type is or, or a standard body type is. In addition to holding organizations accountable for promoting that inclusivity within marketing because we as humans we need to shift our own perspective of others to inclusivity and to hold that space for those that are going through bdd so that they may experience that growth and that change within themselves i am going to leave you with this before we end here that there's a great amazing talk ted talk by Meredith Leston. Uh, And she talks about body dysmorphia in which she outlines her own challenges with it and how she overcame it through her life and some other stories. So definitely give it a a watch. I'll link that below so you can click on it and and have, uh, have a listen to that. That is all for today. And we will see you next week on the Goddess Rediscovered podcast.